Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. We are live with the Combat Cast. It's the man they call Dave with Chevy Rooney. Chevy, tell people what we got coming up. All right, July 1st, UFC Fight Night Strickland versus Magomedov. And then July 8th, that'll be uh, International Fight Week, UFC 290, Volkanovski versus Rodriguez. Uh, looking forward to that entire card. It's going to be a barn burner for sure. Then July 15th, UFC Fight Night, Holm versus Silva. Holly Holm gets another main event. Oh, nice. Holly Holm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's talk some news. What do we got coming up around the corner here? Okay. Well, we didn't talk about it last week, but there was a Bellator card. Uh, Sergio Pettis defended his uh, flyweight belt versus Pitbull, who was trying to go down to get a third belt. So uh, good on Sergio for keeping that going. Um, I think he even mentioned that he was surprised that he won uh, big brother. Yeah. Uh, Anthony wasn't surprised. He bet bet on him won like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. So good for prime. Good time. for Anthony. Good big yeah. brother. Um, also coming up this week on Friday, uh, which will be the day that this podcast gets released on audio. If you're an audio listener, uh, PFL 2023 season continues with lightweights and welterweights. Uh, card will be headlined by UFC alumni OAM Olivia Auburn Mercier, and then also um, another UFC former UFC guy Shane Burgos, who we're big on. He's uh, fighting Yamato Nishikawa on the card. So, uh, you know, if you're a degenerate like me and you want to watch fights Friday and Saturday, uh, you can watch them on PFL. And then also, big news uh, coming out this week. Henry Cejudo is getting matched up against Marlon Chito Vera uh, at UFC 292 in Boston. Excellent, yeah. excellent matchmaking. Early yeah, thoughts on this one? Um, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, the week of the event. But, yeah, man, wow. Um, I think based off his last performance, I'll have to favor Cejudo because he just looked like the old Cejudo to me. Sterling was just able to edge him out. I love there. I think he's an interesting matchup for Cejudo because he just doesn't die. But I think it's weird. I favor Cejudo, and I would favor him. And again, it's not a knock on Vera, but I favor even in a five round fight. Mm -hmm. But I think I like Vera's chances better in a five round fight because Vera's one of those guys he doesn't get put away. Start and he slow keeps coming too. at you. He's not going to have a chance to do that. I don't think, feel like in three rounds, and I think that's going to be tough on him. So. I, I agree with you. I would favor Henry for sure. The only thing I am worried about for Henry is he's definitely susceptible to those leg kicks, and mm. Marlon kicks those legs real hard. 
Um, so if he can land a couple of those early, uh, I think that he'll have a chance that, you know, he has all the power. He could ca- catch Cejudo and KO him, but yeah. um, he needs to start early, which we know he's he not normally. Yeah, he struggles yeah. with starting early. So, yeah, I, I would assume Henry will go into that fight a significant favorite. Um, also, you know, Marlon active off his back, but not the best at getting up. So right. going to be tough against Olympic gold medalist Henry. I'll Sanders. just throw this out there, too. Uh, besides the women's strawweight co-main event for that card, which is Whaley Zhang, Amanda Lemos, um, the Bantamweight title fight, main event, Sterling versus O'Malley, another Bantamweight fight, Cordy Garbrandt versus Mario Batista, um, and also announced that Bantamweight Song Ladong. Um, hold on here versus Rob Font. So this is a very important card for bantamweights. Yeah, going to be a big mix up in the uh, in the rankings after that one for sure. Lots of movement. I think so. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, this past week's card, the Vittori versus Cannonier card. Um, let's talk about Armin Sarukian and Joaquim Silva. Um, I don't yeah. believe that you got to see. I didn't these get ones to see this, so. so tell people about it. Yeah, so Sarukian uh, showed that he's a monster on the ground and he possesses great power, but um, he keeps calling for this rematch with Islam. And based on this performance, I don't know if he's ready for it. He did ultimately get the fight to the ground and uh, got a ground and pound TKO. Um, But he got clipped and he's been getting clipped in fights uh so I think at this point, current like current Islam champ Islam could KO him very easily. So um, I think he's got a few fights to go uh, before he gets a title shot for sure, especially at lightweight. But uh, I'd like to see him tighten up his striking defense in that in that time. Yeah, um, I mean, if he's getting wobbled, you know, then yeah, he's got some work to do uh, now. The main event, like I said, I didn't get to see this. Uh, 10 o'clock, brutal UFC. I know you wa- got to watch it the next morning, even because you, know, like, you had tapped yeah. out. But um, I heard about this main event. I heard uh, the story is Vittori, Vittori has quite a chin. Oh, yeah. And Jared Kennier, um set the middleweight striking record, which um, I think we said that Kennier had the power going into it. And if it was going to go long we figured he would get the finish um i think i said he'd win a five round decision but i was thinking he'd have to come on late or finish him in the fifth round and um i was really surprised even though like i said that like the more i thought about it i thought ah, i'm sure he's probably gonna edge him out but wow it sounds like uh jared kennier put on a hell of a performance here yeah i thought if it was going to go to decision i gave it to marvin um because i wrongly thought that jared would get frustrated with vittori's amazing chin and durability and uh would end up getting hurt himself uh and tire out but no he uh did get wobbled it was it was uh back and forth for a while but yeah jared was really just the more active fighter he showed at 39, he's not done. He still can make a run for the title. Um, and he made the better adjustments during the fight to get the victory. Marvin, you know, takes a good beating for sure. He he still has to round out those skills. He's still young. He's not even 30 yet, I don't think. So he still uh, has some time 
but he's not quite at that level. He he needs to work on rounding out his game so he's able to make different adjustments. He kind of was just showing uh, Jared the same looks the whole time. So, um, but amazing uh, feat from Jared. He was very proud of himself afterwards for getting that record because he was so inactive against Izzy in his title shot. So uh, very happy with himself. And then shout out to Marvin for, I think he's top three toughest guys in the UFC, just durability wise, amazing chin. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd like to, you know, I like the guy, I'd like to see him, you know, continue to grow, get better and, and be a champ someday. So, so two things about Marvin before we move on, but uh, uh, he had a picture of himself the night day after, and he's already a healing uh, amazingly. And there was a joking that like, he's the uh, Italian Wolverine right yeah. now. Um, but, uh, there was a comment I had, uh, I had asked what's next for people on, uh, for Jared Kenny or on TikTok, and a fan actually had commented, commented about Marvin, uh, but I thought it was interesting. First off, the guy's name's Dave Matthews. So shout out TMB. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. uh, said Marvin is a warrior, but I saw someone say next fight is going to be the fight that breaks the chin. Like what happened to Tony. So I don't know if that's the case, but I think that will be interesting to see being how much punishment that Marvin had, did take, you know? I mean, you never know. Like, that shit does have to go at some point. Or he could be like Max Holloway and have the vibranium chin and never get knocked out. So <laughs> At some point, well, we'll see what happens with Max, too. But you're right. Yeah, you know, I saw something, too. This is totally related about, like, uh, best chins in the UFC. And uh, somebody had, like, uh, Nate Diaz was, like, the one they were voting as, like, the top favorite. And I like Nate. And Nate's got a strong chin. He's but been I, knocked I, out. Yeah, I know. He's been knocked out before. And I'm like thinking, like, Max Holloway? How does He's that, never even anyone... been knocked down. How is he not? Yeah. The, no, he's never even been knocked out. He's been no. in the UFC since he was, like, 19. I'm thinking, like, Holloway. Uh, I would if you. I know he's been wobbled, but if you throw Jones in there, too, given the fact he's fought at light heavyweight and heavyweight. Yeah, he gets hit, yeah, right. too, at those heavyweight cl- yeah. uh, weights, too. Yeah, so. Yeah, so yeah. it's happened. I, I mean, you know, I wouldn't put you – you could argue that one. Holloway's, to me, is the best for Chin and – um God, Marvin's going to be a tough candidate too. He would be right there too. Yeah, hard okay. to say he's not up there now, especially after that last fight. So, yeah. Um, as far as what who I think Jared should face next, I would give him the loser of the Whitaker versus Duplice uh, fight because mm. yeah. I assume the winner will be getting a title shot. So, yeah, I would assume that too. Um, you know, uh, I and I know. There's been hints too if um, uh, Pahara can somehow find a way to beat Jan, that he's going to get a light heavyweight title shot. And I do, I don't know if Pahara can beat Jan, but I do feel like he has a good shot, a good shot at beating Jamal Hill. Matchup and wise, much better matchup. For much him, better yeah. matchup. And I do wonder, like, if he gets that light heavyweight championship, we'll see. Oh, we're going to see it for yeah, sure. That, that trilogy fight will be happening for that, That's so. money. Yeah, that's money. Yeah. Money for Izzy, money for Pajara, money for the UFC. We're going to see right. it for sure, yeah. Oh. All right, let's, let's move on to this week's card, yep. which is uh, UFC Fight Night Emmett versus Topura. Um, that's a 3 p.m. card um, Eastern time on ABC, so... We do happen to be getting a pretty good card. Not the biggest names, but uh, all the way up and down the card, it's great for ABC. So uh, 
earlier on in the card, Trevor Peak. He's undefeated fighter. Uh, he, he like fights out of a trailer park somewhere. Uh, Zagalis Zuma Gulov. Um, you'd know him for his great helmet haircut. He has a flyweight monster um, coming up. Jillian Roberts versus Tabitha Ricci. Randy Brown's on the card. Neil Magny. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Bruno Silva. That that's a fight that got delayed due to injury. Uh, David Onama's on this card. He had a great fight against Nate Landwehr uh, like last year or the year before. And then uh, two heavyweights, Austin Lane and Justin Taffa, are also on this main card, and they are one to keep an eye out for for sure. Uh, trying to be an exciting matchup for uh, casuals on ABC. They're on ABC. Chance to shine. All right, we're going to talk about the co-main and main event, so let's get into the co-main. Uh, Amanda Rebus versus Macy Barber. Amanda Rebus, 12-3, and three, three KOs, four subs, five decisions. Uh, she's been winning up and down a little bit lately, though. Win one, lose one um, kind of thing. Macy Barber, 12-2, five KOs, two subs, five decisions. Has won four in a row, although... The last one, some people did not think she won. So she's been a couple decisions in there. Against Andrea Lee, yeah. Yeah, so this has not been, like, the most impressive four-in-a-row win streak. I don't want to take anything away from her, but um, this is a very interesting matchup. Um, if you look at these records and, like, the way they're winning, I think you would favor Barber. But Rebus has had tougher schedule, and um, I don't know. Like, I kind, I like Macy. Like, I want her to do well, but when it comes go time, like, I don't know. Like, she's always ready to fight, but it just doesn't seem to me like like she's not where I would expect her to be sometimes, you know? Like, she's had a lot she of... She was hype. only 25, too. She's only 25, right. So, this is a really, like, for me, like, like part of me is leaning towards Rebus here, but, like, I don't know what the odds are for this fight, but I just, I don't know. Like I, I think Rebus is a slight favorite. Who's a slight favorite? Rebus. Rebus, that makes sense to me. I'm going to go with Macy. I'm going to go with my heart. Uh, I'm going to say somehow she continues to get better, and this will be a fight where she's good enough to pull it off somehow, and I'll say she wins a decision. It's going to have to be a decision. Yeah, I'm going to go with my brain, and I agree with you 100%. I'm a big fan of Macy, uh, but she might just be meeting Rebus at the wrong time. I think Amanda's in her prime. uh, Yeah. And her stand-up is at a level where she'll be able to control the fight, um, keep the distance, uh, and stay out of Macy's power shots. So um, I think she's just going to outpoint her for a decision. But I hope I'm wrong. Um, If Macy can pull this off, she's probably two fights away from a title shot. Yeah, I I would agree. um, And I think, you know, that her being young, there are it's just easier to have those giant leaps in learning right. um, between fights. So, you know, we could probably see the best Macy here. I think it, uh, she's going to be tested for sure. So that's kind of uh, what like my heart is hoping that this yeah. is going to be a giant leap. Yes. If I'm going based off a of last performance, right. I'm going Rebus. Yeah. All day. Yeah. So yeah. this so, is an upset. Yeah, we that. agree. We agree. Yeah, we, but we do. Well, on record, I'm going to just yeah. pick it up because fuck it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the main event. Uh, very interesting matchup, yes. actually. Josh Emmett versus Ilya Teporia. Oh, uh, great fight. All right. Emmett is 18 and three, six KOs, two to subs, 
uh, 10 decisions, and he's won five of his last six fights. Don't let those 10 decisions fool you. This guy's got power and will mm-hmm. knock you out cold. We've seen him do it. Uh, Eli, he, he's 13-0. and 0. He's got four KOs, eight subs, one decision, four finishes in a row. And this is what I like here, too. Two performance bonuses in a row is for those finishes. And when I go over this record, I say eight subs. It's these more submission guys. But of those four KOs, three of them are in his last fights, his last four fights. So this guy is starting to really put his hands together. And that sub was over undefeated super black belt Bryce Mitchell as well. Right. So So this is a bad dude. He's got a lot of potential. He's fought at lightweight before too, but featherweight's his home. Um, I think uh, this guy's a superstar. I think he's a problem. I think he's getting better and better. And when when we see him too, and um, I like Emmett, it's a dangerous matchup because it's the toughest matchup he's had. And that's no disrespect. That's just the way it is. I see it anyway. But um, yeah, I got you at the poor uh all day. Um, it's a five round fight. Um, we might, Hey, if Emmett gets us to the later rounds, that'll be interesting because we haven't seen the uh, poor in those championship rounds yet. So mm-hmm. I will say that, but um even though Emmett's tough and can hang in there, um, I'm going to say Tavori gets it done uh, in three rounds. Um, I'll say it's a submission. Yeah, we're very aligned. It's funny because I thought for sure uh, when I was looking at this that you were going to pick Josh Emmett. Uh, so it's interesting that that we're both uh, going to go with Deportia here. Uh, I have to pick him. He has great stand-up, but his ground game is elite, and we haven't seen Josh versus any grapplers of his caliber yet um so but like you said uh we haven't seen Taporia in championship rounds we know josh uh is gonna have the gas tank to go all five for sure um i think if he's gonna win he needs to knock Taporia out and early um not let Taporia grind on him he's too good at mixing in the takedowns with a stand-up um and that's gonna grind him down so I think uh, I think he grinds him down until he gets a sub, and I'll say round four. Round four? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that it's very possible he is getting in these uh, championship rounds. And like I said, I think he'll get him out in three, but I kind of hope I'm wrong on that. I, I am hoping to see this fight go at least into round four, into the middle or the late round four, just because it's another level. Uh, to see uh, Tapore work too, to see where he is. In I, I think we're going to see a war. This is definitely worthy of being a main event on an ABC card for sure. Not the biggest names, but skill wise and matchup wise, uh, I think uh, the fans are going to get a show. Yeah. And I would have to say that uh, if Eli wins this, like he could be a fighter two away from uh, a championship fight too, because right. undefeated, coming off a platform like ABC, if he's impressive and if they don't want, if say Volk beats their ear, and you know you don't want to do Volk with Holloway again, or you know you start looking down the line, well, here's this undefeated prospect, and we don't want to bring Volk up for the lightweight title match just yet. He could be that guy. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get a big name for sure if he gets this win, um, right up in the top three or four, probably. Yeah. So. I don't want to see him get a title shot necessarily after this. No, like, no matter how he I, I don't think he will, but yeah, it depends on what what's 
left for Volkanovski to do up there. So we'll right. see. Yeah. All right, fans. Uh, Chevy, let's tell people what we got coming up one more you, time. Uh, July 1st, UFC Fight Night Strickland versus Magomedov. July 8th, UFC 290, Volkanovski versus Rodriguez for International Fight Week. And then July 15th, UFC Fight Night, Holly Holm versus Silva. That's incredible. July 1st, next Saturday. Uh, I will be there. Maybe Chevy will be there too. We'll have to talk. But there's a carnival at uh, Griswold Street City, Connecticut for local people where uh, Working Fans Podcast will be involved. Uh, for wrestling fans, it's also the weekend of WWE Money in the Bank. There's a UFC fight night. And it's July 1st, so I'm probably selling a lot of rules. So this is going to be <laughs> a crazy weekend. Chevy will be busy, I'm sure. On the beer front, too. So. Oh, oh, yeah. So, but all right, fans, as always, a pleasure to talk fights with you. We will see you next week. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on anchor.fm. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.